You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast with host Fifi Peters. Well, from the automotive sector to the mining sector, we're digging into the results coming out of Kumba uh, Iron Ore today. The company also part of the Anglo-American stable. And you'll remember that yesterday we looked at the numbers of Anglo-Platinum, which gave us some insight into what is happening with uh, Platinum uh, Group Metals. Today we're getting a sense of what's happening in the iron ore market. So Kumba's results... uh, Probably not the best that the company has delivered in the recent while. Its revenues were lower, translating into uh, lower profits this time around and a lower dividend for its shareholders. But my colleague, Rek Fanikar, caught up with the CEO of Kumba Mbumi Zikalala for more on the numbers. Kumba Iron Ore is the largest producer of iron ore on the African continent. Anglo-American owns around 70% of the company. Kumba has two primary operations, the largest being a 76% stake in the Session Iron Ore Mine in the Northern Cape. Kumba also owns the Kolomela Mine near Posmasburg, also in the Northern Cape. And then Kumba also operates the Saldana Port, which is the only dedicated iron ore export facility in the country. And it is apparently larger than the country's other four major ports combined. The company has reported results for its financial year to the end of December today. And it was heavily impacted by the problems at Transnet and lower global iron ore prices. The group's revenue decreased by 27% to 74 billion rand. The headline earnings dropped by 46% to 18 billion rand or 56 rand a share. The group's production fell by 8% to 38 million tons and the board declared a final dividend of 16 rand 30 a share which increases the total dividend for the year to 45 rand a share and this is nearly 60% less than the 103 rand a share paid out in the previous year. On the line is Mpumi Zikalala. She is Kumba's chief executive. Pumi, thank you so much for joining me today. I think you've mentioned Transnet by name around 12 times in your short-form announcement you released today. And it is cited as the main reason for the poorer performance. So how much of the poorer performance can you lay at Transnet's feet? Just a comment first. I have to say that if I look at the macro-operating context in 2022, it had a whole lot of things that we had to deal with. Whether you talk about the geopolitical issues, China's COVID policy, the energy crisis, not just in the country, but in Europe as well, the volatile iron markets that you spoke about, supply chain disruptions, and clearly the one that you are talking about, which is around logistics constraint. Yes, it clearly had a significant impact on our business. And the one element that we zoomed into a little bit earlier was specifically looking at the performance for the fourth quarter where, if you look at it, were impacted to the tune of 3.5 million tons and revenue potential of 6.5 billion rands. And clearly that would have added significant value, not just to our business, but to the fiscus as well, and clearly ultimately to people within our country. So it is one area that is receiving a lot of focus for us. And clearly we are collaborating with Transnet because we can only win together. The Saldana port operation is interesting. The port is owned by Transnet, but you are responsible for the operations. Am I right? So Transnet owns it, but you run it? No. So the port is owned by Transnet and the operations are ran by Transnet. When we do load from the multipurpose terminal, that's what we essentially run. And what we also do is that we clearly do our sampling 
for the iron ore that we ultimately export. And that's to make sure that our customers get exactly what they've ordered from us from a specification perspective. Are you working with Transnet and maybe proposing that you take over some of the operations? So we are firstly working with Transnet and uh, this is around improving the performance of both the rail and the port. And the recent collaboration that was announced in December last year was between the Minerals Council of South Africa, and clearly we are part of the Minerals Council, as well as the Transnet Board. And that spoke about collaboration that we need to drive to turn around the performance levels that we currently see, not just for the iron ore channel, but clearly for coal, chrome, Mm. and manganese as well. That work continues, and we've seen some positives for the iron ore export channel. So, for example, typically... Last year, this time, we're talking about low cost, which can actually derail a train. We have collaborated with Transnet and the Department of Agriculture, and we are not seeing that this time around. And that work will continue. But on the side, we've been clear that we believe that some form of private sector participation has got to come in. And we essentially have been talking about the idea of concessioning the line. When talking about it, we've been specific around the fact that we as miners don't necessarily have the technical skills to actually maintain the infrastructure and operate the infrastructure. But if you think about it by its nature, concessioning talks about getting a player who's got those competencies to come in and do exactly that. And it can actually be done for the benefit of all. If I look at it, that be significantly more revenue that would come into both government and Transnet. There would be less expenditure going towards fixing the roads because when rail doesn't run, you typically have mm. more trucks on the road. And that in turn would actually improve the levels of fatalities that we sometimes see on the roads by virtue of having trucks on the road. We actually think that this would solve for labor because anybody who comes in to essentially, or from a concession model perspective, would still need to have the front line that actually operates and maintains the line. And clearly, there is capital that's required to work on the maintenance that's required. And there would be collaboration around how that working capital would be funded. So we do think that concessions are the right way to go, particularly for the iron ore export channel. We think that it would be possible to do that. But there's an interesting case study in Australia where I think a decade or two ago, the iron ore industry was about the same size as the South African industry. And the railway line was privatized and the production levels just absolutely exploded because of logistics. How does Transnet's inability to transport your product to Saldana Bay impact your production levels? Rick, I have to say there's quite a few case studies. So from an Australia perspective, let's look at bulks. And clearly bulks can either be iron ore or it could be still making coal as well. You've got the Pilbara model where everything is done by the private sector. You've got the central Queensland model where the operational side and the maintenance is essentially concessioned to a player. You've also got other models. You've got the German model, the Duchepan model. You've got the Canadian model. We have clearly spent some time understanding the various models and have seen that where you essentially have private sector participation, you can talk about the how, because clearly that's something that we can't do on our own. That's something that we have to get to with both government and Transnet. We've seen that you tend to see an improvement in terms of performance. And the key is 
we are seeking to get to exactly the same space with all the other players, whether you're talking about government, transnet, emerging and established miners. Everybody would like to see an improvement in terms of performance. I'll say it again. It would be for the benefit of all and concessions would certainly help with that. I spoke about the numbers a little bit earlier, just around our impact, and I only quoted the fourth quarter. And clearly that's something that worries us. And that's a space that we'd like to continue collaborating on with Transnet for the benefit of all. Transnet has recently offered a concession on the Joburg to Durban uh, freight rail line, and which is a very important one, but that is bulk freight. Is there any talk of also extending those concessions to the commodity lines, the coal and iron ore lines? Rick, certainly that's what we are essentially hoping for, and that's what we keep raising with both Transnet and, and our government. And I'll say it again. We think that this this can be done for the benefit of all parties. The key is no one single player can simply come up with the model. The model needs to be co-created with all the various players. And the key is it has to solve for an ultimately win-win situation. And we do certainly believe that we can get to that. That was uh, the CEO of Kumbaino, Mbumi Zikalala, speaking to my colleague, Ray Kvanikark. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.